Welcome to Every Horror Movie on Netflix, your favorite show where we watch, review, discuss, talk about all that stuff. Sometimes argue about it. Sometimes argue. We haven't had a great argument in a while, though. Not on the show. We're due. Not on the show. (laughs) We cut that out. We argue every day before we start. But yeah, um, Every Horror Movie on Netflix, as always, I'm Chris, here again with Patrick. Hi. Elizabeth. Hi. And Steven. Hola. Ola is right because we're back to Latin America today. Um, Argentina. Argentina. Uh, this time to Argentina. I said it right. Well done. And uh, I now, can you pronounce the name of this movie correctly? Because I don't believe Patrick's pronunciation is correct. I mean, that's He's all they say in the movie. Ataud Blanco. I think it's Ataud Blanco. But they yeah. say it so fast that it, we have to Blanco. we have to emphasize it because we can't say it right. But when they say yeah. it, it's just fast. Yeah. Ataud. Ataud Blanco. Ataud. Blanco. Yeah, Atud Blanco, the white coffin. But before we open up that white coffin, um, Patrick, I hear you got some. You were talking to a listener. That's true. Yeah, there's some mail in the listener mailbag this week, which is the thing we have now. Um, by which I mean, really, just one of my friends sent me a WhatsApp message. Um, our faithful listener, one of our most faithful listeners so far, uh, Becky, who actually lives in Britain, was um, messaging me this morning and had some interesting things to say about Netflix that I hadn't really thought about before. She said, um, listening to your podcast makes me realize how utterly ripped off British people are when it comes to Netflix. You are still on A. If I tried to do your podcast here, I think I'd be on O by now. Oh, because the regional differences. Yeah, yeah. And she said that's probably an exaggeration. She'd probably actually be a D. And I said, well, do a count of how many horror movies are actually on your British Netflix and get back to me. Cause I'm that's what I want to know. know. Yeah. I, from my experience, I mean, because using a VPN, I kind of hop around. And uh, Britain actually has a pretty great selection. It's limited like ours is, but the, the films are of a higher quality. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot more mm-hmm. sort of like recently released stuff, more classics. This was months ago. Yeah. I don't know if it's still the case, but yeah, she should do a count. We should compare because I know sometimes I look at like Canada and there's like 50 movies, and we apparently have what 250 we estimated. Yeah, yeah. She said that um, out of the movies we've done so far, the only one that was on Netflix UK was Gerald's Game. Even Saw, of all things, wasn't available. So yeah, I would assume they have all the Netflix exclusives. They don't have Dark Song. That's a British movie. Yeah. Paid for by the British government. Yeah. What the hell? What a crime. Becky, your government is doing you wrong. I mean, beyond just the whole Brexit thing. (laughs) I mean, the issue here for for me is not so much like how many films are on Netflix, but that it seems like this is another example of the fact that like there's not enough quality stuff on Netflix. I don't care how many movies they have as long as they're movies that I would want to watch. Dude, yeah, maybe we'd actually have an easier time if we were doing every British horror movie on Netflix. We'd get to watch like just 50 movies and they'd all be decent. Well, that's the thing because we do have some listeners from around the world and we don't really clarify that we're talking about U.S. Netflix. Mm, I think they know. (laughs) (laughs) They can, yeah. Good point. Yeah, just... The, no, I'm sure after listening to our last episode that they're convinced we are from Mexico. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sure everyone who listens is very aware of how culturally uh, aware we are. Yeah. Well. Anyways, thanks for thanks for sharing that, Becky. And, and if anybody else listening has something to say to us, hey, send us a letter. We've got a mailbag now, and we'd love to 
fucking open it. Facebook, Fill it up. It's empty. Yeah. I want something in there. Facebook, yeah. Twitter, Instagram. You can talk your shit wherever you want. And gifts, too. I'm still waiting on that Toby Hooper t-shirt. So uh, yes. if anybody is uh, into screen printing... Send it our way. I thought you said you wanted a Toby Hooper tattoo. No, teacher, I I can do I can get the tattoo anywhere. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, so um, we're going to Argentina, Argentina this week to open up the old white coffin Ataúd Blanco, which is going to be hard to say that all night. Ataúd Blanco. I feel like we're probably not going to actually repeat we don't the need, title. I don't know that, that much, we need actually. to. Once okay. we establish that that's the movie we're talking about, I don't think we need All to right. revisit yeah. the title. Well, the subtitle is El Juego Diabolico or something like that, which yeah. I assume means the diabolical game. Yeah. Because they do play a diabolical game. What's What's the premise of this movie? Let's... Well, it starts off kind of like uh, the the vanishing. Have you guys seen that? Either the Dutch movie or the remake with Kiefer Sutherland, where it's like um, yeah. the woman goes missing at a truck stop, and husband is trying to. I think it's, I think that's the way it goes. And the husband is trying to find her, and she's been sort of kidnapped and is being tortured. This starts off like very similarly. I, th- I thought of that movie a couple of times, where we've got a, a woman is uh, fleeing her, I assume, abusive husband with her daughter. And there's a little conversation, brief conversation about custody, which is pretty much all we learn about the relationship. And then uh, she leaves the girl inside with a, with a hot dog while she goes to talk to the husband, comes back. She's gone. And she's it turns out there's been, a, there's been a rash of disappearances lately. We see posters all over the place in the, the Argentinian countryside, wherever they are. I just want to note the girl is left behind with more than just a hot dog. This actually is not very significant, but the fucking order that girl placed. She orders a what hot dog. What else did she get? She she's like, dog, the mom's like, are you hungry? Cookie. Yeah, the mom's like, are you hungry? The girl's like, eh. And then they, she like carries her up to the counter and she's like, what do you want? She's like, a hot dog, french fries, chips. With mayo and ketchup, and a hamburger, and too. a cookie. It's it's yeah. like what you order when you're taking a Spanish vocabulary lesson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It feels like the, this is her like, like um, five blunts. What do the Amish call it when like they're teens and they can go out and do whatever they want? Oh, rumspringa. Uh, this yeah. is like her rumspringa. <laughs> She's like finally free of an alcoholic daddy. I can have whatever I want, and she gets every fucking treat in the gas station. No, I was hungry when I was watching this movie, and I was like, yum. Where I want all that too. It was funny because I guess for a minute I expected the mom to be like, "No, you can't have all that. Like, pick one of those things." But she got it all. Well, she's a good mom because she's—I mean, she's saving her daughter from God knows what. You know, she's giving her a little treat. Know that though, actually, we don't know. I mean, we don't know, but I'm assuming that that was the intent. I don't know. What made you think that the they they were fleeing abusive circumstances? I wondered if the well, I've read it in a couple of premises. I kind of wonder that too. We we don't have much to go on here. I'm just assuming that it's the you know. Occam's Razor, it's like the most likely scenario that we see yeah. in these movies over and over again. But you're right, there's no evidence. I mean, the conversation about custody is so brief, and we don't really get any sense of like what they're actually battling over yeah, in their yeah, marriage. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's completely unexplained. Just the one time I saw the dad, he didn't necessarily seem like a dick. So I Yeah, he sounds like a normal guy on the phone. So yeah, but I guess most abusers <laughs> probably do. So. <laughs> Not well, Mel actually... Later in the movie, I got the impression that she was actually, like, psycho. Because he says to her, like, he there's the conversation towards the end of the movie where he's like, what have you done this time? What have you done? Or whatever. Which I feel like, I mean, you can look at it either way. But I sort of wondered if maybe 
the mom was a little bit wacko. Yeah, I, I definitely wondered if she was to blame. But regardless, again, something to, doesn't matter. Something really. to point about this movie like that should matter. I didn't. I I feel like I say this over and over again. I need to find ways to say it. I didn't get any sense of like what her what motivations right. were for almost yeah. anybody in this movie. The point. It would have been so simple to establish to make her more sympathetic to to give us a little window into her situation and her why she's fleeing. Mm. And we we don't get that. It'd be fun yeah. if we found out she's crazy, but. Uh, and this movie is 65 minutes long, so they had some time to establish that if they wanted to. <laughs> it's super short, yeah. Um, and we should note, just in passing, that there's subtitles again, so if you don't like reading or you can't read, this is not the movie for you. <laughs> Unless you speak Spanish. Then it's fine. Do we have to note that every time we watch a movie with subtitles? I mean, subtitled movies are a thing that people exists still, out there. People, that's still a barrier to I some hate subtitled yeah. movies. Well, I think it's a barrier because I thought that this was a good movie. Well, let's talk about that. What? No, sorry. Elizabeth hates subtitled movies. I'm I'm curious about this. She reads enough at the library, man. But you like to have closed caption on a lot of the time when we watch movies. That's because I'm deaf. Oh. I'm but, deaf and I can't read. <laughs> the subtitle okay, issue wow. just reminds me of when I used to work at the library and one time uh, someone, you know, we had comment cards that you could fill out to say stuff you want the library to order or things you want the library to do differently. Blu-rays. And, yeah. Yeah, we need Blu-rays at the library. Yeah. Anyway. That's important. Um, but one time a, a card came back and someone had written, stop buying movies with subtleties. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking amazing. And that's how I feel about people who don't like subtitles. So the only movie you stocked after that was Ato Blanca. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I just mentioned it because this is a movie, like this is a good movie to watch with your friends and it's like 3 a.m. and everyone's had a few beers, but not if you have to read the subtitles. That was my take. Mm. Do yeah. subtitled movies work for parties? No. Or like group viewing? Mm. No. I mean, it depends on the group. <laughs> I was going to say, if a bunch yeah. of guys want to get together and watch Eat Two Mama Tom Bien with me, mm. hell, we can even turn the subtitles off. Well, my complaint mm. with subtitled movies is, so like these past two movies that we watch, I am by no means fluent in Spanish, but I can understand some Spanish and I can speak okay. I can communicate. And I notice the, the subtitles aren't accurate. On so many of these, like they're not, there's wrong words and stuff. So yeah. I feel it annoys me because I feel like I'm missing, like the. You're missing the subtleties. I'm missing the, the subtleties. <laughs> I am, you know, and I don't. So I that, worry about that, that too. The me. authenticity of yeah. it, like who, the, who is in charge of. So I like, I don't know. We'll mention the Criterion Collection derisively many times on this cast, but like for foreign films, I trust that like they've gone through and they've edited whatever subtitles we've seen in previous versions of the movie to get closest to the intent. Right. With, with stuff like this i have no idea like we might have lo- we might have missed something that would have hinted at um deeper stuff going on with our protagonist mm-hmm. here i mean uh, probably not in this movie but no, yeah probably not <laughs> man one yeah. thing that, theoretically one thing that threw me for a loop was early on the mom and daughter playing a game where the mom says a word that uh, starts word with association a thing, yeah well it's not association mom says a word that starts with a and then the girl says one that starts with b and then c and then d but oh, at first no. it seems like an association thing because it's all in spanish and so they're like leopard uh you know <laughs> toast right. and i mean the letters match up in, in spanish, spanish but, but at first it's just like they're oh, doing fucking that makes so, i thought like so i, so, I did not know that i thought i was like these people have the weirdest minds ever yeah. I'm like why yeah. that's interesting yeah it's oh. alphabetical well that explains so much yeah 
But yeah, so basically, uh, some mother and daughter bonding as they're fleeing their domestic situation. Girl gets taken. They end up in this. They're in this part of the country where this kind of disappearing kid stuff has been happening for a, for a time. Yeah, there's a cut to like a news, like a woman on the news, like please return my daughter. Mm-hmm. And there's posters for a missing girl all over. So, but actually, before the girl gets taken, they blow a tire on this dirt road. Yeah. And this odd man, who is handsome, comes yeah. <laughs> to, like, help them fix the tire. And it's kind of a creepy scene, because, like, they're right across from a cemetery, and he tells them it's not safe here, and that's, I guess that's the only part but that's the creepy. handsome stranger, he seems 100% legit. He, oh yeah, yeah. It seems like he wants to help. It looks like a, it's going to be like a lifetime movie. Although he's oddly that. wearing like a raincoat. Yeah, <laughs> That's he's wearing not, like a duster, looks, yeah. a sweltering hot. It looks like there. it's hot. Well, and they the, try to psych us out that he's like a scary figure in like a cloak and a hood yeah. at first, and then he's like, "Can I help you?" And she is wearing this itty bitty white dress and <laughs> knee high leg warmers and like heeled boots. Which is an odd choice for runaway garb, in my opinion. <laughs> well, all right. I guess we'll just cut to the chase, because long story the short. The chase. chase. Literally, yeah. 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 literally the chase. Uh, because basically, so the girl disappears. There's like two other people, kids, that go disappearing. And <laughs> <laughs> she is fleeing in pursuit. She was in pursuit of her daughter's supposed captor, who's driving a tow truck. And you see the girl like screaming out the window of the tow truck. She gets run off the road by an ambulance. She dies, apparently. And then, long story short... The mother. Handsome stranger pulls her out of the grave and is like, you're dead now, but you can save your Virginia. daughter. Virginia. 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 Yeah. That's right. Okay. No, so we got to back up because there's chase so, for a minute. so, so, so uh, much. Yeah. From the All premature right. burial, even backward, the chase is, it's like the something out of the Guy Ritchie too. movie or like, I was thinking of like, you know how Sam Raimi, we were just watching Dark yeah. Man, he loves to do those like quick, like, cl- like ratcheting close-ups on things as like action is happening. Like she jumps in the car and it's like close up on the gear shift, close up on her eyes, like close up on like the tire hitting the gravel and she goes off after this tow truck in a high speed chase. It's like super connect. Suddenly I'm like, oh my God, I'm in an action movie. Mm. Mm-hmm. Lots it's, of it feels like a different. No, I said, to, I said to Patrick, this movie has everything. Car chases, kidnapped kids, buried alive, risen from the dead, more that I can't say yet, but just anything you can think of this movie has. I think, in 70 minutes or 65 yeah, minutes, yeah, whatever. it's cram-packed. I think waking up in a casket, buried. A- She's not really buried, though. Well, waking up in a casket you can't get out of is terrifying enough that it wouldn't be worth coming back to life if i were dead just like having to live with that the burden of having had that terror for I the just rest don't of your want life that experience yeah. i'd rather just stay dead than wake up and think i was buried alive. yeah hell no yeah. but she's not buried alive because she is dead and the coffin dead. Has she is buried. dead i guess i was a little confused on this she's yeah, brought she's, back to life she yeah. has eight hours to rescue her daughter yeah yeah now that part i got i just wasn't sure if she had actually died and was resurrected or if she just like was in a i didn't believe like they bury her so quickly dead, but yeah they bury her so quickly and it doesn't look like she has life-threatening injuries yeah from no car crash. she no. has like I a mean, small her corpse cut. has just like a little dot of blood on the forehead yeah. well internal organ internal bleeding is real well yeah. the car chase is just it's so fun and then like so she's chasing this tow truck that's clearly got her her daughter in the back of it who's like mommy mommy like banging on the windows 
And then this ambulance comes out of nowhere and starts trying to run her off the road. And I was texting Patrick while I was watching this movie, and I was so fucking confused because I was like, why is the ambulance trying to run her off the road? And, you know, I should know to wait and, you know, an explanation will probably follow. But that's not always the case in these shitty movies, you know. Mm -hmm. Then she gets a call from the person inside the ambulance that says, pull over, your life is in danger. Was it from the person? Yeah. The yeah. Which, how did they and have that, her That's why I was like, how the fuck did the ambulance, like, what's going on here? And then the ambulance eventually runs her off the road and takes off and doesn't stop, come back to pick her up. And I was like, all right, something sinister is going on here. But that was mm-hmm. just not what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were, we were watching and the thought that was going through my mind was like, or no, you said, Elizabeth, Elizabeth, like, why doesn't she just speed up? Because they were, like, running. She and the ambulance are running basically neck and neck for a while. And I was like, why doesn't she just hit the brakes? You know, why doesn't one she way just or pull the over into the lane behind the tow truck? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, yeah was... And, like, she could outrun a fucking tow truck. I don't care what kind of car she's driving. Yeah, true. Yeah. Pedal to the metal, That bitch. was a souped-up fucking tow truck. Yeah. Fast and furious, this was not. Well, no, and then, so the tow truck is, like, a mile ahead of her, but when she, like, crashes and gets out of the car it's right there like revving its engine taunting her and the daughter's in the background again like mommy mommy (laughs) yeah because it's been speeding up the road it it must have backed up but we should have knocked out (laughs) she's sitting there hey they might not do that in argentina this should have been called this movie should have been called the tow truck the devil's tow truck yeah i sure why not why not why not my favorite thing okay so when i was in costa rica they have the big like gas trucks that drive around um delivering gas and the company is zeta gas and they all say that and the guys who drive them when they like pull into the towns they're like zeta gas and they like yell that (laughs) and i was hoping that they would have that in argentina but i guess they don't because i didn't see it in this movie well, anyway, maybe in the next little fun one. Fact. But then commence the competition. The mothers. Turns out the our hero Veronica Virginia Virginia is one of three mothers of three missing children. The other two are still alive. She's dead and inexplicably back to no, life. Aren't they all dead? Oh no, they're all alive. Yes, yeah, correct. Except for Virginia. Our, yeah, Virginia. And our handsome stranger is like, look. You're going to be dead again in eight hours. Forget what do you it. have to lose? Yeah. But uh, you got to go get the ataud blanco. You got to go find this white coffin. And if you bring it to this like cult and burn it, uh, yeah. you save your daughter's life. Yeah. But the catch is the other women are trying to do the same thing. And we quickly find out there's only one ataud yeah. blanco. Which would have saved some time. She could have just took another coffin and painted it white. It yeah. had to be this specific coffin. Was, we, yeah, like, saw the, the coffin like, crafted in the beginning of the movie. Like, yeah. if you ever want to know how to make a coffin, watch this movie. You'll see every detail. Yeah, it's ten like min- min- that's 10 out of 65 carpentry minutes. School. Yeah. yeah. So it's basically- Bob Vila. Special appearance by Bob Vila. <laughs> <laughs> how do we know? Do we know it wasn't Bob Vila with the shroud on <laughs> it? could this? have been. I yeah. didn't check the credits. <laughs> the poor man's Bob Vila. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but, yeah, so it's basically a, kind of a battle royale. Dead woman and two live living, women. Two live women are just trying to raise hell and race each other to get this coffin. And, and it's they, fun. The cat fights. The they chasing beat the each around. other. They, try and, like, they stab each other. They 
chase each other in cars. They throw things at each other. Someone gets just sawed in half. Someone well, one of them we half. find out is was driving the ambulance in the beginning. So right? that makes so, sense. Yeah, that yeah. kind of pulls back together. And they're all being kind of manipulated by these cell phone calls. The live women, not our hero, but the live women have cell phones and the cult leader is like calling them like, eh, come bring us the white coffin. Or, and like, you know, you hear the kids screaming. They set a kid on fire. Oh, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. not cool. Not cool. We don't see it, but it's enough. Yeah, they put the a kid in this enough. metal bathtub and just fill it with gasoline. And you see, I think they're about to drop a match. And then you and just then hear, the hear the kids away. screaming yeah. over the phone. This movie does not shy away from injuring children. We see a dead kid hanging from a tree at one point. I know. Yep. It's, that is a lot. That's the that's the one that gets burned in the bathtub. Because it's like the charred body yeah. of that child oh, hanging from a tree. Sad. Terrible. Yeah, it's fucked up. This is a shock and awe, gory, violent movie. It's like, do you want to see a priest get decapitated? Maybe you should watch this movie. <laughs> and scalped. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, so that was something I didn't quite get because um, the there's this like priest who's sort of the caretaker of the cemetery where the, the, that the cult uses. Yeah. And he eventually, the mother's kind of catch up to him and he gets killed and there's a map tattooed onto his head yeah that map. the map of i want to call it moria but i'm <laughs> sure it's pronounced differently yeah what? the maps did look very middle Le- earth yeah they're very tolkien-esque mm-hmm. like at one point well i sorry Liz, well no i just to, didn't get that he's so always he like part of the call and he had it tattooed on his head yeah and- yeah so the eventually well we i didn't should we spoil what happens later well we can just say that the map leads her to the cult she needs the map to find the cult. And the map is everywhere, too. Um, like, she... At one point, she goes into, like, this, like, fucking backwoods tattoo parlor, and they have this, like, enormous oh, print yeah. of the map. That's where I thought, like, not only is it called Moria, don't know how it's pronounced in the movie, but it looks so, like, Tolkien-esque. I'm like, why why here? And, like, later, there's, like, a road sign that has the same map on it. Mm-hmm. And yet she still has so much trouble remembering the details of the map that we've seen and scanned that she ends up having to scalp the priest. Yeah. Well, I assume that those, the map on the head was more specific. You know, there's maybe an X marks the spot or a dotted line oh, or something. Okay. But that's just me kind of filling in the gaps. But We have to do a lot of that with this well, movie. Well, also, what I would like to know, is, I would like to go to Argentina for some podcast research because... Where the fuck were they? It did not look like Argentina. Argentina's a big country. It's very big, diverse. It's, but it's mountainous, yeah. dude. This is not. This looks like there's mountains. There's I don't know. It's, it's got. It's got. I think when I think diverse terrain, I think Argentina. Paid I for mean, by I'm visit gonna, Argentina. I'm gonna assume. I mean, we can look this up, but I assume it's an Argentinian film, and I'm guessing. I don't know. This may it be probably bo- filmed this may be jumping to conclusions about Argentina, but I'm guessing their film industry is not one that is generally doing a lot of stuff on location in other countries. I but don't know. Um, it up. I anyway. love the I love the scenery though. I thought it was great. It, it was felt, great. This, the cinematography was really kind of beautiful too. And, yeah, and, yeah. Well I, shot. It felt like a western sort of, especially because oh, you, yeah. you know people wearing dusters and you got these like kind of weird barns and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give it that. I love any shot of Virginia driving. It had a very, like, the Kill Bill sort of thing, yeah. like yeah. that monologue from Volume 2, where, yeah. like, the camera just kind of, like, zooms in on her, and it's, like, very dramatically lit. It's, like, clearly green screen, but they want you to know it's <laughs> green screen. It should be mentioned, she's driving a hearse through most of this movie, oh, which is yeah. even more mm-hmm. badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very stylistic. I-, I like that. A lot of it has really, like, actually, pretty much all of it has a very grindhouse 
you know, exploitation movie kind of vibe, which I appreciate. I, you know, early on, my feeling was, I don't know what the fuck is going on. And then I sort of let go of that and just embrace the, like Elizabeth said, that the movie sort of had a little bit of everything and some of that exploitation vibe. And then around the time that the fucking kid got lit on fire in the bathtub, <laughs> I started to go, yeah, really? It has the grindhouse vibe, but I mean, it's not it's not done well i still feel like it was a pretty even for a lean 65 minutes like this movie didn't really have like a cohesive vision well but the point of grindhouse is that it's generally not done well not in the sense of robert rodriguez quentin tarantino grindhouse but like grindhouse as the genre that they were emulating like it's generally not done that well it kind of reminded me of like a video game cutscene, or you know i'm like a japanese horror video game or something it's like oh look at this guy who wears a burlap shroud with goggles over it and has a chainsaw. He's the villain for the next. Oh, we got to talk minutes. about what he does with that chainsaw. <laughs> uh, tracksuit mommy gets chopped in half with this thing. That was pretty ridiculous and oh, gruesome. That yeah, was very right. grindhousey. This is over yeah. the top. Yeah, but the, I enjoyed that. The interesting thing is that Vir- so Virginia can't die because she's already dead. So she gets stabbed, shot, slashed multiple times, but she just keeps on trucking. But the other ladies can get dead keeps she's like the bride (laughs) yeah back to the the tarantino thing yeah she's like basically invincible definitely so it's it's a fun movie you know to some to some extent yeah (laughs) by the time you get bored it's over i mean that was my experience sure it's sure by the time i was like i need answers it's done and i stopped caring yeah (sighs) well should we should we rate it and get into the spoiler room and talk about the, when the real shit goes down mm-hmm. yeah there's a little bit left to talk about um yeah i'm sure I, i'm sure we'll come up on some other i'm sure we'll come up on some other things to discuss as we give our ratings but sure let's go for it patrick would you view it cue it or screw it and why uh, i would say screw it but i pretty much have to reserve my explanation of that until i get into the spoiler spoiler room as i was saying i definitely kind of got on the movie's level for a while and was actually sort of enjoying especially now that we're talking about it again you know the the grindhouse the exploitation vibe is even more fun in, in memory but the ending of this movie is just fucking well in general you thought that the movie was too uh there was too much violence towards children yes <laughs> yeah it, it yeah. offended you morally yeah, and the ending is just fucking harrowing. I mean, you talk about fun, and I started, you know, I started having fun, and the ending is just not fun, and it's fucking, it's, it was just offensive to me and upset me more than anything we've watched so far. Wow. Okay. Elizabeth? I would say screw it. Um, I don't like movies where things happen for no, like, aren't explained. And, you know, at least with um, Devil's Door everything was explained like why the devil wanted to impregnate people why he didn't impregnate that one person and impregnate the other you know that kind of stuff this it's just why 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 it's the cult kidnapping kids why is veronica buried alive and then get brought back from the dead virginia just you know why did we watch 20 minutes of a 36 mile an hour car chase <laughs> it's just not good but it's short that's the best thing i can say about it Steve. 
screw it. I'm with Elizabeth. I, you know, I, it wasn't that fun for me. I mean, I was, it was, it, these things are always a surprise because we've never heard of this movie. It's a foreign film. Um, there were two reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, you know, it's just like, <laughs> what is this thing? And it was kind of surprising to see sort of some of the tricks that the director had up his sleeve, but ultimately, yeah, I'm like nothing happens for a reason. I think over, overall, this film is like trying to be moralistic and it has like one of the most vapid conclusions yeah. I've ever seen. And it, it, it doesn't justify everything that we've gone through. And yes, the violence toward the children. I would say that's the least of my complaints with this movie, but it's definitely something that um, I'm, I'm surprised when I see it because it is so rare and it really does offend me very deeply and, and disturb me. So screw it. I, if I could recommend a better movie, go watch um, Death Proof again or what is it? Race with the Devil? Ride with the Devil with Peter Fund. It's a 70s movie that's a car chase with you know a cult. That's a lot of fun and it's not going to offend anybody. So, Chris... I was looking for ways to give this a cue it, but I I can't. Even though I liked it a lot in a lot of places, I can't wholeheartedly recommend anyone put this in their queue and actually watch it. So I guess I'm going to say screw it. Why can't you expound? It's just not that good. Like there's things I liked. I liked the scenery. I liked the monsters or you know the villains. I like kind of the premise. Like it, it's a movie that's fun. It moves fast. It doesn't give any fucks. There's weird stuff. You know, guy in a duster with like a weird like steampunk pocket watch raising people from the dead and giving them missions and stuff. I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. But I can't see myself wanting anyone else. I wouldn't inflict this movie on anybody else. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. Cue it. Oh, God. <laughs> Just because it is interesting, and even the stuff we don't like, like the violence towards children and stuff, it is a unique experience. And I did like... It's the first movie I've ever seen from Argentina, and you know, it's kind of fun. I don't know if this movie is representative of Argentina, but... <laughs> I hope not. Yeah. I've met a couple of Argentinians, and they seemed a lot cooler than this movie. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to give a shout-out to the, the Shockwaves, the Blumhouse podcast. They were talking the other day. I was talking with Patrick about this as well. You know, these people watch, like, every horror movie known to man, and they were bitching about Netflix. Like, why, you know, why would you even bother looking for a horror movie on Netflix that isn't a Netflix original? There's so much stuff there that just, who would even think to watch it? And I just thought, well, we do. Like, <laughs> we, we may be the only ones. I don't know. This, this crazy journey. It's our gift and our curse. More of a curse than a gift. Yeah. In this case. <laughs> well, stay stay tuned because there's much more to talk about. We're going to go to the spoiler room and really we'll be, I'm sure, dissecting all the shocking, horrific child violence and much more. So go watch the movie, go read the subtitles, or stick around. We'll spoil everything. Welcome back. We're in the spoiler room talking about Ataud Blanco. Oh, 10 out of 10 pronunciation. Good job. I'm getting better. Muy bueno. I mean, if we're talking spoilers, let's talk about how this movie ends and how she just straight up throws a kid in a fucking fire. Yeah, she... Virginia reaches her child. It's like the cult center. She (laughs) brings the white coffin. She's like, here, I brought the coffin. And they lead out the little two surviving babies in who have their they're wearing like leather. It's like insectoid leather masks, masks are very over strange, their, yeah. And they're like basically, all right, pick what like pick your kid. And so she 
picks up the other kid and puts the other little girl in the coffin and then throws it into something the happens because the the one mother does the mother beat her the other mother beats her to it right no virginia gets there first but then the other mother shows up like she was a few minutes behind and mm-hmm. like shoots or stabs Virginia, but Virginia can't die. Oh, right. So she just gets back up and then she kills the other mother. So the worst part is, too, that the mother of the child that gets killed has to watch it. Well, no, she can't see. Oh, she's in the they crowd. They have the hoods on, yeah. No, 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 the mother. Oh, the mother. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, she's sorry. like dying, bleeding out on the ground, watching Virginia put her daughter into the coffin. Yeah, so they're like, yeah. hey, this is, this is how you save your daughter. Yeah. You have to kill the other kid. Put the other one in the white coffin and put the coffin on the pyre and she doesn't even hesitate puts her in the coffin they nail it shut nope nope they close it though they yeah. close it and then the kid's like banging on the inside the kid's like let me out yeah. it's horrible it's, it's horrible and uh, yeah i mean this kid screams you hear the kid screaming for i don't know close to a minute it feels like but then what is confusing is so then virginia dies because she was already dead and they pull like the hood off of the of Virginia's daughter, and her head has been tattooed, a la the. She's priest. got the Moria map. Does Virginia yeah. Yeah. die? Well, she's done, her eight hours is up. Oh, she right. like is on laying on the cross. Well, her. I don't know if anybody stuck around for the post credits. Oh, I did. Okay. <laughs> There's a post credit scene. There's a post. It's literally scene. like three seconds. Oh, I just oh, walked the fuck let, out. I was so pissed oh, after this movie. What is it? Does she get, oh, get, get back up? Oh god. Yeah, I mean, right. All right, I'll, I I can't wait to tell you about this. How but, did you guys know there was a post credit? I just scene? watched the credits. I read a review and, then, and it mentioned it, and I was like, "Oh, okay, oh. I guess I'm going." All right, it thing. starts with the other mom, like in the grave, like kind of like waking up from the dead, <gasps> and the handsome stranger is standing over the grave, looking down on her with his hand out. Let's shot from a low angle. It's the Terminator angle, and I shit you not, he says. Come with me if you want to live. What? <laughs> yes. To the other mother. To the other mother. Not to Virginia. Not to Virginia. No. So just Virginia's straight up Terminator down. reference. Just straight up Terminator reference. What the fuck? Good for them. That doesn't make Why? any sense. No. No. But so basically they're trying to, this fulfills a prophecy. And they're like, oh, we found the mother who's most badass and full yeah. of hate. But now her daughter will hate her because her daughter saw her kill another child. Right. And so that fulfills our prophecy. And now this, this, is, you yeah, know, this has been the point all, yeah. all along is for the daughter to see her mom do this horrible thing and for the yeah. daughter to hate her mom as a result. Yeah. And, and they sort the, of do like a like the cult people chant this. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. It's all been done. And then the handsome stranger who's been guiding our hero the whole movie he's actually evil he's been in on it the whole time but you know what this movie reminded me of steve kill list uh i mean i can see that that is a cult steve's never gonna <laughs> disagree with anyone saying that a movie reminds him of kill list steve's never gonna disagree with the name kill list being said on the but, podcast no never this whole thing where our it. hero is uh doing horrible stuff for the whole yeah, okay movie, I get, i've seen and it now their, it's their strings together. are being pulled sure. from behind the scenes and it turns out the cult's been pulling their strings and yeah. they're actually just yeah. trying yeah. to make this person do horrible shit to fulfill a prophecy and become the new leader or something 
Wow, I didn't even think of that. That's crazy. Yeah. So, you know, we haven't had the killest conversation on cast about when you and I watched it. I'd say it's not as when he great, me. great of a movie as I, I remembered, but I still respect it. W- which would you rather watch, Ato Blanco or Killist? Oh, God. I, this is like choosing which child to put in the fire. <laughs> um, I didn't realize you felt that strong. I, I want to put, I wanna put was, both of them in the fire. I want to put both of them in the fire. I, I kill list, I think, is probably. But the kill list also wastes your time more than this movie. This movie is nice in and out, 65 minutes or something. I felt actually more offended by the death of the child and kill is spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen it than I did by anything in this movie. Just because I guess it was just more. I don't know, it was gorier and more intense. Like that, I, yeah. I'm still like kind of not okay with that scene in Kill List. Well, back to kind of uh, the movie at hand. That's, yes, let's do that. Well, no, but that's that's why the child violence didn't really bother me too much in this movie because the whole movie was depraved and yeah. like horribly violent. And I'm like, all right, so they're killing a kid too, whatever. They already cut the head off a priest. They already chainsawed a teach an elementary teacher in half. Like whatever. Whereas a movie like Kill List takes itself more seriously and so it's like when there's a kid that dies it's like oh that's actually a kid that died you know yeah and I think if if, you know we broke the embargo quite a few times for this movie usually we don't talk about the movies before we sit down to chat about them on the show and and Patrick talked about how this movie uh, quote pissed him the fuck off and it was because of the violence against children I think if you hadn't said that I might have still been like I don't know about this in the scene where the kid is burned alive but um, which you don't see but after that, I didn't care. I was like, that. this is what this movie is. Like Chris said, everything is depraved in this film. It goes it for it. didn't register with me. And I respect that it's a movie that goes for it. I don't respect anything that burns a child alive for entertainment. There's no moral... We have no moral concept of the child. At least the priest, you have an idea of who that character is and moral things that he has or hasn't done in his life and whether he may or may not deserve to die. The child has done nothing. Right, and then we have to hear the child scream as it dies, like that's purely for entertainment. And that's just not something that's entertaining. I don't even know that it was meant. I mean, I guess we'll call it entertainment because it's a movie, and I guess that's what most people go to movies for. I didn't feel like we were supposed to be like cheering as the kid died, you know. But well, also, it didn't seem like upsetting enough. It didn't seem like enough of a movie that was saying. This is the horror of burning a child alive. Yeah, it just happens. <laughs> it just, I just happens. like I kind of actually forgot about it. After well, a child burning alive is just horror in the first place. I mean, I think that's. I mean, obviously we reacted differently to it, but I was just like, oh my fucking god! Like I just felt awful the whole time I was watching that. This is probably how people felt in like 1931 when they saw Frankenstein like throw a girl in a lake. Dude, that's I mean, still probably, how I feel when yeah. I see that. Probably our kids are going to go to the multiplex and see movies that are just 90 minutes of kids getting burned alive but i'm totally fine with having a problem with that God, what, is, what a dystopic <laughs> view of the future you have patrick well i mean i'm just taking chris's point to an exaggerated next level but i mean yeah no that's I don't know. sort of what you're saying with frankenstein right i mean i'm not saying that your feelings aren't valid i definitely it was a disturbing scene but like I said, it's a horror movie that's just trying to like go for shock. And so, if you want to show me a kid getting burned alive and it's all for shock, like whatever. I will say it's a disturbing idea. I don't think the way that it was handled disturbed me because at that point, I just did not really care about what was happening in this movie. It just seemed. I mean, how did you respond to it, Elizabeth? You haven't said anything. How did you respond to that scene? To watch a child burned alive. 
How did it I mean, and you, it was the cuter child. So. Well, last oh. week you wanted and the child's throat to get slit, so perhaps you may. No, well, I was I actually going to bring this up too. because that's different. Because that child had been clearly established as the devil. Yes. So you know, I mean, fine. This an, an innocent kid? No, I don't. No, I thought I thought this whole movie was. I mean, I didn't like this movie. I thought it was over the top and disturbing. And I thought the burning of the kid was drawn out and, yeah, offensive. I mean, I I was upset. I was washing dishes. I was like, I don't want to see this anymore. I don't want to hear this kid, like, screaming. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm talking about with the moral concept, too. I mean, I didn't want to see the devil child's throat get slit either. But at least that has more of a moral, like, that is the devil. You know, you know what that kid actually is. This is just a child. And it's not even Virginia's child who we have some idea of. This other kid, we don't know who the fuck it is. It's just, you know. Oh, that's again so why I didn't father. care. I was just like, alright, there's a kid burning. I don't know who it is. It's This movie is garbage and has is morally bankrupt. So let this, Morally bankrupt. And it's, it's, it's over in a flash. Yeah. It didn't <laughs> feel flash. over in a flash to me. Right. Well, you know what? Listeners, well, no, if what, you have thoughts about kids being burned alive, please get at us. What I don't like is movies... I think someone sort of said this. I don't like movies that are just there for shock value and try to prove, like, look how far we can go to get you to, like, feel horrified. Because... Edgelord movies. That doesn't make a good... That's not a good movie. Making me feel horrified. The three of you horrify me every day. This is not... (laughs) It doesn't matter. Like, a good movie maybe makes me horrified, maybe doesn't. It doesn't... You don't get a good movie just, like, look, look how far we're willing to go. Well, look, I'll say this. If you're committed to burning a child alive in, in the plot of your movie, I don't have a problem if you do it like this. Versus, like, they light a match and you see a reaction of someone's horrified face and, like, then you see, like, some smoke. Wait, what? Uh, it's like the one, the kid that was burned in the bathtub. Yeah. Like that? Like, if you're gonna burn, if you're gonna burn a kid alive, That's the way to you do might it. as well show it. <laughs> oh, you, you're saying you might as well show it? Yes. I, I I guess I preferred that they didn't <laughs> in that first scene. I, but. Don't burn kids. Burn teens. Burn adults. Oh, yeah. Te- burn millennials. They deserve it. You're a millennial. I know, but... Everyone, You're uh, the well, first to go. They, you know what? Good. <laughs> He's been waiting. So anything else happened in this movie that's noteworthy? That no. Not really, no. Um, I, I, the one thing I want to talk about, I guess, if anybody has anything to say, this movie feels like it's trying to be somewhat moralistic. In some ways, like, there's, like, the chance, you know, about the, the, the kid being, like, able to absolve all sins or whatever i don't know what the well fuck you know there's saying. a lot they're all catholic down there and i there's a lot of religious undertones with the her hanging on the yeah, cross yeah, yeah. and all that and i wish i understood but does those it better. add up to anything no that's I don't the think thing and i you know it didn't i think it was just kind of like throwing religion in there throwing moral issues in there but without any real point it's like just, and i it's hate all that i find it so boring yeah, seeing people stupid. like yeah like Here's yeah, kids violence. are innocent. Here's a cat fight. Here's a burning kid. Here's a little Catholicism. Here's you know? a priest Here's like a, praying yeah. for God knows what reason, just to remind us that there are religious themes apparently in this movie. Like that, I, I normally I would have turned it off there, but I had to watch this film. Well, that's the, the thing because the priest seemed like an interesting character. Yeah. You see him early on in the movie, like seeing the news reports, and he's very troubled because he's he, sort of conflicted. He right? goes to his study and in the church, and he like pulls out his revolver and checks it, and like puts it back in the drawer. It's Whoa. like, okay. And then she finally gets to the priest, and he seems like he's like a troubled man who's like, listen, I can tell you things, some things about the cult, but oh man, don't worry. And then she just cuts his head off. Well, he well, pulls the gun on her. 
right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. But it's all set up to get his head cut off. It's all like that earlier scene is so that we trust him, so that we're surprised when he pulls the gun out and she cuts his head off, because this movie is all about violence and shock value. That's all that's going on here. But the important thing about the priest that I don't think we've mentioned is that he was one of these children who was kidnapped by the cult when he was younger oh i didn't, ca- I didn't pick yeah. up on that. he suffered the same fate as virginia's kid and so now he doesn't want to tell her too much about what's going on because he knows, he knows how dangerous the cult is because mm, he knows probably that she thinks she's trying to stop the cult but really she's fulfilling the prophecy yeah ah that's why he's got the map tattoo. I respect this movie a little more kid. now. Now, <laughs> now gl- it's a view it. I'm glad. I- <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm glad I gave it a cue it. A low cue it. I want to take this all back to the beginning. This is the final thing I have to say about this movie. Normally, with horror, I mean, we have sort of the classic sort of campfire tale horror stories where, you know, it's like an urban legend and you're seeing it unfold and it's like exists in this other world where bad things can happen to good people for no reason um, in like really horrific ways involving the supernatural or whatever. Normally, though, I like to understand, like, I like the, the, the protagonist to have some kind of flaw that like gets leads them to this trap. Yeah. Or this game that they get stuck in, that doesn't exist here. No. Which again comes back to this movie having no sort of like moral imperative whatsoever. No. It's like, completely a- apropos of nothing. Well, yeah. like Saw is an yeah, I'd like to say, like, sometimes we've done this before with. I, I didn't mean to cut you off, no, because quickly. Like, we've done this before, like, you know, what's like a life lesson from this movie. And, like, I couldn't even think of a good joke. Like, the only thing I could think of is, like, don't talk on your cell phone while driving. Um, <laughs> like, the, the, this character didn't do anything to deserve this. And it would be so simple to do. You know, you could have done a single scene at home with the dad explaining whatever the fuck the context is that she's leaving home. That could have been your opening scene. That It's so easy. To yeah. Do. Right. You know, you don't have to do a lot of character work just give give me something you know well, well what about saw chris well what i'm saying is is saw is an exercise in provocation but at least it has its you know pays lip service to the moral you know mm-hmm. the moral story where it's like oh well you're, you're a, a shitty person yeah. so that's why you're gonna end up in this situation we got like she's an elementary teacher who just took her kids on a field trip and now she's being chainsawed in half by a madman and I guess that's what I mean about kids being burned for entertainment. Like, there's no, there's no moral reason for the kids to be burned. There's no, like, there's no point to the kids being burned. Yeah. Show me a movie where there's a point to the kids being burned. No, seriously, but I mean, there, there could be. No. You know, I mean, I think kids probably get burned in Schindler's List. There's a point. To oh, that. God, oh God! Don't go there. <laughs> no, but I'm serious. Like, I mean, I'm not saying there's like a blanket thing you can't burn kids. Sure. You can't show violence against kids, but there's, you know. Have a have a point to it other than yeah, just trying to shock me or yeah. trying to entertain me by shocking me. I agree with your point, but this movie like so clearly just makes no attempt and is just going for shock so much that I'm like, okay, whatever. If that's what it wants to do, fine. That's how I I'll, felt. I'll approach it on its own terms. Yeah, I guess it's just trying to be a shock. It's going to be like a Halloween yard display. That's not something to excuse it for, for me, though. That's exactly what I'm indicting yeah. it for. I know. I will say this movie would have been worse if they'd like done a shitty job of attempting to explain more. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if... I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, fine. If they tried to give a explanation of why the guy has a pocket watch. Yeah, if they'd done some like mediocre background work, that would have made it intolerable. I feel like any background work would have made it better because it was so confusing, even if it's just a really terribly acted scene of the mom and dad fighting at the beginning. It still would have been helpful. Well, there's your, there's your life lesson, because if our hero had done any 
had expressed any interest in learning the backgrounds of any of the situations or characters she met, she would have realized that she was being played by the cult. Be more interested in the world around you. Yeah. There's the lesson. <laughs> Ask questions. When a guy pulls you out of the grave... Don't just blindly do what he says. Maybe he's a bad guy. <laughs> even if he looks like the Trivago man. Mm, even if he's sexy. Mm. Just because you're brought back from the dead doesn't mean everything's okay. Well, guys, Or that you deserve to be alive. <laughs> moving on. I got I got good news. We've watched four Netflix movies in alphabetical order, which oh, means Jesus. we get to pick one. We get to pick the next one, uh, the old Wheel of Death. Yeah, and uh, who do we think is going to win this time? I hope it's not me. Well, Elizabeth yeah, has won too. the past two, which means she gets to spin again. Her picks have been great so far. Astronaut's Wife yeah. and Saw. So. <laughs> <laughs> Chris is a little biased here. Maybe third time's the charm on the on the Wheel of Death here. So let's let's bring it out. And if it's Elizabeth again today, I'm going to fucking shoot myself. <laughs> All right. Spin the wheel again. Let it have it. Oh, it's going. It's going. Oh, so oh god, so suspenseful. <sighs> Oh no! no. Are you fucking kidding? Me? That's it. <laughs> she put a. She waited the wheel. There's a. I didn't wait it. It's, Maybe it's, you shouldn't let her spin it next time. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm starting to wonder if this is a random wheel, but uh, we'll investigate that matter later. You you can't uh, spin it again. No, we're not going to spin it it's again. It's not going to change the outcome. We're not going to change the outcome. Um, but yeah, all right. So uh, yeah. Elizabeth, what's your pick? <laughs> you can't even. No, Chris, you need you need to shoot yourself first. You can't even muster any enthusiasm. <laughs> okay, fine, guys. Yes, so, uh, what are we watching? <laughs> what are we watching? The wheel of Elizabeth. What do I Death. have to put myself through next week, Elizabeth? It follows. Oh, that's oh. fine. Yeah, no, oh. that's good. That's good. I need to see that again. That's good. And why why are you picking it follows? I never saw it, and it's in Detroit. It is in Detroit, and we're almost in Detroit. Actually. I think that takes place in like uh, Ferndale or Redford or something. It doesn't exactly. It looks no, it's more Detroit. Like, it looks like Redford, but it's, it, most of it takes place in Redford. Well, well, we'll talk about that next week. I'm so sorry. I feel terrible now. No, that's great. This is turning into another anti-birth conversation this about the location. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need that. We'll have to no see one. if there are license plates on the front of the car yeah, or not. God damn it! All right. Well, catch us next week. We're watching It Follows. A new American classic from the new American master, Paul Mitchell. What's his name? David Robert Mitchell. David Robert Mitchell. <laughs> Paul Mitchell. <laughs> Mike Wazowski. <laughs> the new American master. See you then. Until then, you know, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Leave us a review. All that jazz. We'd love to hear from you. And until then, stay cool. Stay cool.